Bring me your tired, your stressed, your overwhelmed and anxious, yearning for some joy in life. It's time to go out and play. Welcome back to Playgrounding. This is Kara Stewart-Fortier. Had a few weeks off. Um, it's been kind of an incredible couple of weeks, screen-free week. I didn't expect it to inspire me as much as it did to just really block out some time just to be a person and not have a screen in front of me. It was a little scary, you know, as it always is to like put it down. Um, but I had been wanting to do some projects. And one of the things that I did during that time was take those ideas for those projects and I kind of drew with them and had fun with them and got out a bunch of markers and put all my ideas down. And actually now a bunch of new stuff is happening. Um, since the beginning of Playgrounding, it has only been the name of a podcast and will always be the name, the Playgrounding podcast. Um, but there are going to be some new things coming up. Um, there's also, this is a long form, get deep into a conversation um, podcast, but soon there will be um, one called You're Grounded. And it is going to be five days a week. Um, the first thing in the morning, about five minutes, just some playful encouragement to help you start your day. Um, yeah, something fun like that. The second new thing that's happening is called Dare Scouts. You kind of think of it as scouting for adults, but not about camping in the woods, unless that's what you like doing. Um, you'll learn things, you'll meet people. It's not your traditional course. It's kind of a little sillier than that. Um, you will also be earning stickers and badges. And if there's one thing I learned from my time at Burning Man is that stickers and badges and weird little tchotchkes and things were actually a lot of fun, especially if you felt like you earned it. Um, so yeah, it. and when I say that it's silly and fun, um, it's also about very profound topics. The first one is going to be on courage. And um, in case you're curious, courage and play have a lot in common. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, you'll learn all about that. Um, so as we get closer to the launch, I will let you know more details here on Playgrounding. If you're in a really big hurry to, and you really want to make sure you're on board, because of course, why wouldn't you be? Um, go to playgrounding.com. It's going to be on the homepage. You can sign up there um, for uh, the latest updates just to make sure you are included. Anyway, so today we're going to have a conversation with Jen Hicks. Um, when we met, I had no idea what Nia was, um, but she shared with me about her difficult journey through her eating disorder and her exercise addiction and her healing process and becoming a Nia instructor. And I just, I knew you had to meet her. You just had to meet her. So first, well, let me give you a little sneak preview about what Nia is. Nia is a sensory-based movement practice that draws from martial arts, dance arts, and healing arts. It empowers people of all shapes and sizes by connecting body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Classes are taken barefoot to soul-stirring music in more than 45 countries. So if it's not something you've heard of yet, um, I'm glad you are now. I'm glad I finally did. So now a little bit about Jen. Jen Hicks is a NIA fitness instructor who also runs a private practice in speech-language pathology specializing in acquired brain injury. NIA is a holistic movement and wellness practice addressing each aspect of one's life, including body, mind, and spirit. Jen has been teaching NIA through a body fat positivity and health at every size lens ever since recovering from her own eating disorder and exercise addiction. She was recently named Now Magazine's Best Virtual Fitness Instructor for 2020. 
okay, it's time to meet Jen. And one of these days, I'm going to get up the nerve to do that like Kermit the Frog someday. Well, Jennifer, it has been a while and I'm so glad to have you on the show. Finally, we finally meet again. (laughs) It's lovely to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I, I just... I couldn't believe it when you told me what you do, because I've been looking for this for so long or just wondering if it existed, um, somebody with your story. And um, so I'm really excited to dive into what you do with Nia and everything. But before we do that, let's back up and tell me a little bit about you and your story and why Nia means so much to you. What did it do for you when you finally found it? So let's go there first. Great question. So um, I uh, went to school for speech language pathology. So that's sort of um, my, let's say, vocational background. Mm-hmm. Um, and I um, ran into a bit of a difficult time in my life shortly after five or so years after starting that career, uh, where I found myself um, in in quite a state of anxiety that led to um, me becoming very um, controlled in terms of my behaviors around eating, Mm -hmm. my behaviors around exercise. And um, I was sort of, I went down a, a, a very difficult path where I um, ended up with anorexia. So at the age of 30, um, having never had, to my knowledge, an eating disorder before, um, I was now you know, dealing with, with anorexia. And in combination with that, I um, found myself exercising a lot mm-hmm. um, in, in and more than just a lot that you would think yeah. uh, it consumed my life it consumed yeah. my life to the point that it was a, an addictive behavior wow it's hard it, it, it's, it's something you don't hear about you hear about eating disorders a lot more often um, but there's a companion piece to that and for, for some people and maybe for all I'm not sure but um, for me it was the thing that didn't seem like a bad thing because when can exercise be bad? I mean, don't we all just need to exercise more? Like at what level, um, like at what point do you, do you feel like, I just thought I was a gym rat, you know, (laughs) it's like, I'm just one of those people who has to be here every day or else. And I could feel it if it went a day, you know, um, what was that like for you when it was addictive as opposed to something that might've been considered healthy? Yeah, I mean, it slowly crept up on me over time. And I think it's it's difficult to know which came first, which yeah. led to which. Um, but I, I do know that I found myself holding strict rules around mm. the exercise and the eating um, to the point where it, those two things were the only things I thought about mm-hmm. um, to the exclusion of relationships. Um, I you know, was putting my career at risk um, wow. at the same time. So it was, um, you know, I would be every waking moment, if there was a way I was exercising. So it, wow. it, it was very intense. Um, and I can remember being severely depressed um, mm-hmm. and, you know, going for runs and in tears, crying, and I could not stop myself. I just, wow. it was, it was really intense. It took over my life. Wow. 
Wow. And everyone has a thing, you know, and when at during certain points in our lives, different things happen that when we try to get control, you know, and not everyone's happens the same way, but you know, it's, it's going to be different for everyone listening. Um, but this is how it happened for you. And I just feel like I, this is not something I hear as much about and that's why it excited me. Um, so what, at what point did you start to turn around and, um, and get some help? Yeah, um, it was a long process. There um, was a good healthy dose of denial <laughs> going on for a good period of time. My four, my poor family doctor, she, she's like, she's an angel. Um, I was seeing her regularly. Um, I was going for therapy, you know, all, all the rest of it. But it really wasn't until... I guess, as they say, I, I kind of hit rock bottom. I was put on a medical leave um, mm. through my job at the time. And um, that was devastating to me. That was a real hit to yeah. self-worth. Um, and um, yeah, I uh, through a series of events, one of which involved traveling to India, actually, oh. Um, I discovered new things, most importantly about myself. Um, and when I returned home, I, this is where Nia sort of comes into it. When I returned home from India, I took a, uh, Nia, what we call a white belt training. So the mm -hmm. first level of Nia training, um, not really knowing, uh, well, I had some ideas that made that, that I thought I would teach, but I didn't for the wrong reasons, let's put it that way. I thought it would teach as a way to, to maintain my exercise addiction. Yeah. Uh, but the truth of it, the truth of it is, is that unlike any other movement experience I've ever had, um, the, the number one thing that Nia asks us to do is to pay attention, to be present, to be mindful. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest thing. <laughs> With the hardest, I mean, I'm still working on that. Yeah. But, um, you know, what had I been doing all along? I've been using exercise as a way to numb mm -hmm. myself, as a way to not feel, as a way to escape um, what was going on with me. Mm hmm. And here, you know, the more I taught um, at the very beginning, the more I taught, the more I was teaching myself. Oh, that's and wonderful. Yeah, to undo those messages of like, um, just get through it, you know, yep. get through the pain and, and all of that. It's like it's me is the exact opposite. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that's the part that's so hard is that with whether it's eating or with exercise, what we're doing when we are pushing so hard, I just banged my t table. I'm like, yes, I'm pushing so hard. Um, when we're pushing so hard, it's because we're following instructions that we've received different ways, you know, um, about how we should be moving, how we should be eating, because if we do these things, then we will get this result. You know, and if you do this, you will lose this many pounds per day. Just enter your information. You know, how big are you? How, how much do you weigh? How tall are you? Okay, this is how many calories and go. Um, and so every time you're making that decision to not eat this and eat that and stop eating, you feel like you're, you're participating in a grand plan to, to better yourself. And it just, and I feel like with exercise, it's very similar. It's like, 
this is how I'm, sh- I'm doing something that will make my life better. And those are the messages that we're all receiving all the time. And they're not bad messages necessarily, but I feel like the way that they come, they are received by us. And I don't know, is it happening on the messenger side? Is it, is it them most of the time? Cause my doctors often tell us the same thing. I get notifications from Kaiser, you know, are you exercising enough? <laughs> um, or is it on our side or is it both? And I feel like it's like a sickness that's happening in our general society for a lot of people. And what do you think about that? <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's interesting. There are so many, um, let's say manipulative, mm-hmm. uh, tools, manipulative ideas that we've been given that if we, um, you know, exercise, uh, extreme self-control, then we too can have this ideal. And you, you know, if you're listening air quotes, ideal, uh-huh, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I really feel that that's, you know, it's, it's a function of a larger system where, which ultimately is telling us that we're not good enough, mm-hmm. um, that wants to put us down. And in the end, they want to sell us the diet products yep. and the gym memberships yep. and the hair removal products and all the rest of it mm-hmm. um, to, to keep this cycle of oppression really is what it is to keep it, to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I can't, I can't buy into it being where I've been mm-hmm. um having been like on the brink of, of, a, you know, yeah. of a very serious place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think my eyes have become more and more open to this, uh, control that it's almost like this hand out of the sky attempting co- to control us yeah. when really we are the ones who have all the answers mm-hmm. that we need for ourselves. Yes. And in an age where now we need a tracker and a, and an app and all the different things to track all the things that our body is telling us, according to the ads that I keep seeing, I am just so frustrated. I'm like, we already have apps for that. They're built yeah. into our bodies. They're called sensations. Sensations. <laughs> When we have to go to the bathroom, when we have a headache, mm-hmm. when we have pain, and, and it's up to to us, I believe, to to choose mm-hmm. to respond to those messages that our body's giving us. Yeah, and it's trust. I think is the hardest part. We don't trust our bodies, and I think we trust it even less when what our body is telling us is that there's joy in that. Ooh, there's joy in that thing in eating that particular morsel or in the way your body feels. And I don't think we trust feelings of joy or anticipation when our bodies are giving us those signals, because I think that's one of the things that the diet industry and, you know, that it has taken away from us in a lot of ways and um, manipulated. And so what I, what I love about what you, when you told me about Nia in the first place is I am a huge fan of the intuitive eating book. um, Mm. And I talk about it all the time. um, But one of the one of the principles of intuitive eating is movement to feel good. And as I've gone through the eating program, it all makes perfect sense to me. And I've learned so much. Um, That one chapter on movement to feel good is small and they don't talk about it much. And I do see some stuff out there, but it kind of looks a little bit like regular exercise, but this Nia class is different. Mm -hmm. And so why don't you tell us what is different and what, how do you, how does it differ from other kinds of programs or do they just want to take our money? Exactly. (laughs) Be discerning. I always say be discerning. Yeah. That's my favorite word. 
<laughs> so, um, and I was very discerning. I wasn't sure at the mm-hmm. beginning know about me it asked me to do some very different things like first off uh, it's a barefoot movement um, program Mm. so it's the reason for that is that uh, our feet have more than 7,000 sensory nerves in them which means that by standing on them, connecting them to a surface beneath it, um, beneath us means that we're getting all this information about Mm how to move in a comfortable and safe way. So that that's one thing that makes it extremely unique. Wow. Uh, it is uh, low impact, it's joint friendly. So we're not, um, yeah, <laughs> I want my joints uh, to, to age well. So yes. that works for me. Um, so we're not uh, creating high impact where we're causing compression in the joints um, that can lead to pain and discomfort and joint replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're it's not a it's not a, 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 a fitness experience where you're being asked to mimic the teacher. Oh. In fact, the opposite, you're being asked to to choose. So here's some movement and you now choose, how's that going to work in your body? Are you going to make that movement bigger? Are you going to make it smaller? Are you uh, going to adapt it, um, you know, since your left knee is, is hurting or mm-hmm. um, there's, there's just a lot of uh, autonomy mm-hmm. um, and, and around. Mm-hmm. Well, it's sort of like a yoga teacher does, but instead of giving you specific um, augmentations of a particular pose, you're literally given freedom is that yeah. accurate okay yeah. yep so um in the same class no two people will ever look the same it's not a mm-hmm. yoga pose where this alignment and that alignment has to be perfect mm-hmm. yeah it's um take the movement know the mechanics of the body so it's not that we we pay close attention to how the body is designed and we want to move in ways that follow the design, the architecture of the body, mm-hmm. um, but take that move and then translate it in your own body's way. So, I, I mean, I teach a wide range of people. Um, if this feels good to me to reach my hand way up high, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do it. But, but my uh, a student might not want to reach that high. They might just, you know, bend their elbow and put their hand by their head. Mm-hmm. The, the, you're never going to be corrected. <laughs> and you know, you know that you're doing it right if it feels good. Yeah. Oh. That's, the line. That's the bottom line. So no, like, come on, come on, come on. It's not working unless you're in pain. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> none, none, none of that. And, uh, you know, um, from that point of view, it's, it's really deeply respectful to the body. But we also um, look at not just we are more than just a body. Mm-hmm. Um, so we address, we use the imagination. We, you know, we imagine ourselves um, using imagery, doing various things so that, that there are functional um, ways mm-hmm. of moving. We engage our emotions. And as a way, I really love this um, mm-hmm. in that my emotional IQ, let's say, is getting there, but it, it started pretty low. Yeah. Um, but we we engage the emotions um, so that we just sort of run them through our body, which is wow. a very healthy thing. So we might be chopping and going, huh, you know, like in a real, or we might be um, sighing or we might be, um, you know, 
pretending we're happy or pretending we're sad or pouting mm. or I mean, there, it, there's some uh, sort of theatrics in it, but it's in a playful, very yeah. playful um, way to, to try on it, emotion. Yeah. And, and it's funny, I'm, I'm learning so much more lately about trauma and how it it requires body work. I, I, I had a, I was on a, on a, on a conference last week and in a session where they were saying, if someone needs referral to make sure that you ask the therapist, how do they work trauma in the body? And, and it just, it sounds to me like in a lot of ways, this is like a healthy exercise for your body, but also for your emotions and the connection to the body. If you've ever been through a trauma and that's something we always need to be practicing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And, Exactly. And I, it's coincidental that I've been learning more about trauma as well mm -hmm. recently. And, um, so there's some things that have been very enlightening to me as to um, why, for example, um, one of our practices is uh, called free dance. So it's anything goes, mm. listen to music, move the way you want. Well, for some people that's uncomfortable. Um, yeah, that would be hard for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's a little, it's a, it's a practice. I make a practice out of it mm -hmm. in that it is uncomfortable for me as well. Um, and now I know why I know why it's because of, um, my need to feel safe with choreography and, and with, you know, something very contained, um, and predictable. So, um, there's, there's a good, you know, no one's ever pushed to do anything that that would be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, in some cases in that free dance situation, it, there would there might be some structure to it to cool. bring in both, you know, people who are not not 100 percent comfortable with it and those who are so. Hmm. And so I'm thinking I'm, I'm playing my myself from 2005. Um, and like the way that I would like see the world and see my body and see exercise. What do you say when people would be like, well, what kind of results do you get from this? I'm doing a body sculpting class over here at the gym. And I, I say mm -hmm. the word body sculpting now and it just makes me cringe because I know how hard you always like I, I was working to have it a very particular physique. And unfortunately, yeah. the hips do not disappear. Yeah. <laughs> like I refused. <laughs> I refused to do sit ups too much, be, too many because it made my torso thicker. And I didn't want to do too much with my thighs because I didn't want my thighs to be any bigger because I needed them to stop being so wide because I had hips. And apparently I didn't understand anatomy enough to know that no matter how you exercise, your hips are not going to disappear here that's bones um but but we want to sculpt we want to make it very particular we want our bodies to be a certain way How, what would you say to 2005 me who's like this sounds really like interesting and nice for some people who don't care about their bodies looking a certain way but I have this plan like what do you say to me <laughs> yeah, good question and by the way 2005 was my culmination year oh wow Actually, and it was the year, no, 2006 when I did my NIA training, but yeah, we were on the same path. Isn't that interesting? That's a rough, that was a rough decade because there was a lot of anorexia on screen that didn't well, even seem to face, you know, I see it now. And I'll, yeah, anyway, that's a whole nother thing, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the 2000s. Um, well, I'll tell you, I um, truly met myself when I stopped worrying about what I looked like mm. um, and if you think about it, your body is one of the most, it is the most important relationship you're ever going to have. Um, and we all know that manipulating the body 
does not end well. It affects our metabolism. Uh, it, it affects our bones, our joints. And so if we're not being um, careful and listening and respecting our bodies and instead trying to manipulate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, change, control them, um, the long-term, this research shows the long-term yeah. consequences are not favorable. So um, if I was telling 2005 me or you, <laughs> um, I, I would say, um, you know, trust, trust that, uh, that the science behind respecting the body and it's designed is going to do you well. Mm-hmm. And also it's all, it's going to serve you well. And also that, you know, you can have a chance to meet your true authentic self, um, which is more than a body. Your, Mm -hmm. yourself is your mind, your spirit, the things that make you unique, that the unique contributions that you're able to make and that you're, you know, who you are at, at your core, at your essence. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I, who I met when I stopped manipulating my body. Wow, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And it just it makes me think that, you know, during the time when I took this like two year break from playgrounding, when I just thought I, you know, nothing was ever going to go right. And I just had so much work to do. And that was during the time when I discovered intuitive eating Mm -hmm. and intuitive eating led me back to playgrounding. And that's why I feel like this topic is so important, because because play when you're a child is all about your intuition. You know, the metalude is the moment when you're released from all the other daily things and you go, now it's my time to play. What do I want to do? And a child knows how to follow that intuition and go, I feel like doing this. I feel like doing that. I don't feel like eating this. I don't feel like eating that. And and what I started to learn was to listen to these impulses. I'm full right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I should stop eating this and maybe, oh, well, I'm going to stop eating this halfway through. So I'm going so fast. I might feel sick later and I'd like to feel good. Like it was this way of kind of listening to my body that I'd never done before. And, you know, I'm not I'm not free and clear at all. I still have a lot of work that I'm doing as well. But it's like I feel like play is so much a part of our intuition and that we can enjoy our lives playfully in a playful mindset with our bodies without this school marm angry drill sergeant telling us what we are allowed to eat you know what we're allowed to do to exercise and it's just this is so powerful um yeah no you're you're absolutely right and you know that's another that's a real gift that Mm -hmm. i got from mia is this sense of playfulness this sense of being in the moment Mm. listening to my body and if you think about it children um play they don't they don't think about it. They just, (laughs) they're definitely immersed in the pleasure of it all. Mm -hmm. And, um, they also use play to learn. Yeah. I have discovered through Nia that, that the learning that can happen through the playfulness, through the unscripted, um, times Mm -hmm. I can learn more about my body. I can learn more about who I am and that learning serves me in my goal of, you know, becoming the best version of myself that I can. Wow. And I can't learn that from someone else. I do believe I I'm only going to learn that for myself mm-hmm. my time with myself yeah I just remember the day I went into my podcast feed and I deleted all of my fitness and diet um, uh, um, programs out of my feed for podcasts and 
I deleted my fi- my fitness apps that I had, my calorie counting, all of that. I still I use my watch for sleep. Sleep is like the one thing I'm still curious about because I, you know, but at the same time, you know, just being able to meet your body, get rid of all that noise and just be with yourself. And mm-hmm. the, the thing was, it wasn't a pleasant experience at first because I still didn't like it. It doesn't mean all those feelings go away all of a sudden. You're like, hello, body. This is wonderful. I'm like, no. I don't like this. I don't like this, you know, but what? Yeah, it's a process. And a lot. And if 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 that if anyone's listening and you feel like the idea of doing that is really terrifying to you, um, this episode might open up some ideas, but it might be better if you can see a therapist just to be on the up and up that, you know. This is some really serious stuff that that goes really deep for a lot of people. And I don't want to make it like, oh, yeah, you can listen to our, this podcast and you'll be fine. Um, or, you know, there's there's no magic bullet, but a therapist can help. And so if there's any way for you to see someone, just disclaimer and PSA. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Definitely. Like you say, it does not happen overnight. And mm-hmm. actually, you know, I used to use the term body positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started... Uh, thinking about how like am I really of course I want to be um open to everybody and everybody deserves respect and Mm -hmm. um worthy um but is the expectation to be positive around our own bodies given the the decades of conditioning we've had to um, tell us otherwise and that we continue to hear about. So um, for me, I'm sort of more on a path of body acceptance. Like I have a lot of work still to do on Mm -hmm. accepting, accepting my body. And it's a, it's a day by day process. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's really a process of shedding these old ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like, if you are on that path, for me, what made me keep going was that I started to see these glimmers of hope. I took a, I read the book, Intuitive Eating. I went to, I was part of a class. That's why I read the book through my health insurance that they let me do. Not all health insurance have these kinds of courses, but they're mm-hmm. online communities. And I started to see the testimonies from others. I started to experience what it felt like to allow myself to enjoy eating a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, but I hadn't eaten cereal in years. Just things like that. Like it sounds so arbitrary, but I suddenly realized I can have joy and I may not have a, a, so much of it right now that I'm just bouncing around like Tigger, but I know that joy is possible and joy was not possible with where I was going. That mm-hmm. path was not leading me anywhere that felt good. Even if I could look in the mirror and say, oh, well, at least I'm whatever I thought I needed to do. I was miserable. And so like it just if you feel any of these things, you're relating to any of these things, just know that the glimmer of joy, follow that, you know, listen to that. Allow don't allow yourself to say joy is not something I should be having because those shoulds, (laughs) they're no good. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do want to, if you want to follow the glimmer of joy over to Nia, the question I think we spoke the last time we had a conversation was, why don't I see Nia everywhere? And um, I know it's it's hard to get something like that. You're in Toronto. Um, so <laughs> I'm in Toronto and um, thank you, pandemic. Now I'm online. Um, means anyone can join the class from anywhere. I'm mm-hmm. in the Eastern time zone. So um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's not great that we're not in person, but um, it's the next best thing. 
to to be able to to play online and there's some interesting sort of dynamics around i've noticed people really interestingly coming out of their shell uh being online where we had danced in in person before and when we went online you know at first it was the camera was off and then the (laughs) camera's on for a little bit of time and then the camera's off and now the camera's on and there's a full-on you know giving it a kind of joyful exuberance um, <laughs> that being in, in some of my students. So that's that's really, really uh, rewarding for me to see. Oh, that's awesome. And in, so on, on your website, which we'll have a link to in the show notes for this episode, I'd also like to maybe like embed one of your videos as well yeah. so people can kind of see it right off your website. It's so it's really neat. Like it's really fun to watch. I haven't had a chance to go yet. Um, mm-hmm. I kept meaning to. I'm on the West Coast. And so some of the times are a little early you said there's one called nia move that's on wednesday mornings that's yes. when i really want to join um yeah. so yeah it's um it's a little higher energy than a classic nia class um the same elements exact mm-hmm. same elements exact same philosophy uh just an opportunity if you like to sweat which i do <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's really rewarding in that um again for for me it's not it's not beating my body up but yeah. I'm doing it in very invigorating and joyful ways good I feel like that getting our energy moving in this time when we're all sitting at home all the time is good you also work with um elders you work with um you have a lot of courses on there around that yeah correct so I work with um people with dementia through mm-hmm. a number of different programs so we do our uh, classes seated and yes. Um, that's a that's a real fun experience to um, see people be able to access again they're they're all over the place um, joining in from all over the province oh, and sometimes different parts of, of Canada as well mm-hmm. um, and to see everyone really to embody that that philosophy of take what you want Mm -hmm. I like going to a buffet take what what you like but don't eat the stuff you don't like you know it's all about choice and deciding what's right that's great wow well I am so glad we met actually through the the episode we did um on dementia about a month ago so or so um that just Oh my goodness. I, I, every once in a while I'll get something through my, my website form and I'm just like, Oh my goodness. I couldn't wait to get to my computer to write you back. Um, this is just such a wonderful and important topic. Um, and, and as, as a teacher now, like you, you've been teaching now for how long you've been? Uh, 15 coming up on 16 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, time flies, but, you know, with every passing year, I'm a better and better person. I, I feel it. And are there Nia, Nia, uh, like could, could someone in another part of the country or Canada, Canada or the U.S. like is it spreading at all, or is it still pretty much just online for? Yeah, yeah, no, we have. Um, I'm not sure what your situation is right now uh, with COVID restrictions, but mm-hmm. um, there are teachers all over North America, Canada, and the U.S. All over okay. Europe, South Africa, Israel, Australia, um, Cambodia. Um, we're we're in different parts, yeah, of the world. So, if anyone wants to take a look at maybe someone who's in your area, you can uh, take a look at the Nia website, which is. Nia now n-i-a-n-o-w um nianow.com 
That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I've really been looking forward to this. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. You. Thank you so much, Kara. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. For links to learn more about Nia and Jen's classes, visit playgrounding.com 70 and be sure to sign up through the homepage if you're interested in Dare Scouts, which will be launching very soon. Courage. Have a great week.